91.3 KBCS, Music and Ideas, listener-supported radio from Bellevue College. The performance The Ruins of Memory, Women's Voices of the Holocaust, highlights the experiences of Jewish women throughout the European continent who navigated their way through a horrific time in the 20th century. It's performed by Tales of the Alchemist's Theater, and it's at Taproot Theater this weekend. I spoke with the show's adapter and director, Laura Ferry, who researched, curated stories, and created this performance. Ferry describes the work. I would call it a performance piece about women's voices of the Holocaust. It's 17 different scenes that begin in Germany in 1933 with four different oral histories that are melded together to describe what was going on at the time of the rise of Nazism. And then it goes through Europe and the timeline of the mounting tension and pressure as the Jews in all these different places were shoved and pushed and confined into ghettos and then, of course, transported to the death camp. So it it begins in Germany and then goes to the island of Rhodes. So we include material from the Sephardic community, France, Holland, Poland, and our last piece is Hungary. People from Each one of these different communities throughout Europe, all of them ended up on that train to Auschwitz. So I wanted to concentrate on the women's voices because I think in many cases, when we think of writers of the Holocaust, the only female writer that rapidly springs to mind is Anne Frank. We think of Primo Levi and we think of Eli Wiesel and Viktor Frank. We just don't think about women. And I knew that there had to be stories out there. I was looking for pieces that were compelling and different. You know, I didn't want every single piece to be tragic. I I, I was looking for pieces where women, you know, outwitted the Germans and were able to get their families and themselves through this situation, through their ingenuity and, and creativity. And I was able to find some of those stories as well. What I thought was astoundingly powerful over and over again in these writings was the refusal of these women to let the Nazis win. They never gave up. They kept pushing and pushing and pushing against every restriction that was thrown in their way, every roadblock, no matter where they were placed, you know, their living space was reduced and reduced and reduced. Their civil liberties were drastically taken away. They had no food, they had very little possessions. Heating fuel was drastically reduced. There was a huge incidence of disease that would go through the camps and there was no doctors. There was very little medical assistance. No matter how horrific the situations, they never gave up and they kept doing everything they could to keep their families and themselves alive. And what's really essential here, it wasn't just about themselves. These women did everything they could to keep their loved ones alive. There was so much about so many selfless acts. Could you tell me of some particular examples of this? I'm going to throw out here something for you to think about, which is women through time and through our modern time as well, have been subject to sexual exploitation. And in many cases, women were forced to you know, trade their bodies so that 
their families could have access to visas and transit papers and forged documents. And that is something that is very different than men would experience. Many of these were young, young women who had no sexual experience and what they endured to assure that their families would make it through is almost hard to comprehend. I also think that there is this sense from so many of the women that let my family survive, keep my family alive. As a family, they can endure death. They could all die together. But in some ways, surviving, staying alive was so much more difficult because if you had to stay alive, you were enduring unrelentless uh, torture and deprivation. But If you had each other, you had a goal, you had a reason for staying alive and they would trade off, you know, one sister would encourage the other one to keep going and then she would do better. And then the other sister would need support. You'd have stories of four or five sisters and maybe only three of them made it through. But the reason the three made it through is because the other two sisters did everything they could to keep those sisters alive. They found ways to keep themselves motivated and and to keep their children and their families alive. They created theater and and poetry and and taught children activities. They, women in the ghetto joined the partisans and fought against the Nazis. They wrote letters. They wrote letters again and again and again, trying to get their families out. They just didn't give up. This amazing persistence just radiated through just about everything that I read. Could you tell me then about any takeaways you have about life in going through this research and working through it in this artistic way? I guess my takeaway is that we're living in in very challenging times. There's such a rise in misogyny and there's such a rise in hate. There's such a fear of the other across the world. And a takeaway that I have from working on this production is that hatred never, never serves a community. During the early years, they were beginning, particularly in in Germany, where they were beginning the crackdown and the suppression in schools. They had books that they would use with, you know, distorted faces of of Jewish people. And they were trying to indoctrinate the children into this anti-Semitism. And the teachers would make absolutely casual, but astoundingly cruel remarks to very, very young children. We do have women at the beginning talking about how it was gradual, how at the beginning, you just didn't think, you know, yeah, we can't do this, but it's really not that bad. That individual who made that comment, they didn't really mean it. That is the thing that I think is very important for us to remember is that it starts small and then it just builds. When remarks are made, negative, hateful, misogynistic, racist, anti-Semitic, when any kind of statement is made to humiliate and suppress another group, particularly groups that are marginalized, we must not stand by passively. We must speak out. We have to say something. No matter how small the remark, no matter how casual, we can't let it just go by. Arboles llorando lumia y 
montañas por aire ansioran los de mis ojos por ti querida madre torno y digo que va a ser de mí The performance incorporates music, and that was a song in Ladino sung by Meg Savlov. Earlier in the piece, you listened to Laura Ferry, adapter and director of the performance The Ruins of Memory, Women's Voices of the Holocaust, reflecting on what she's come away with from working on this project. It's performed by Tales of the Alchemists Theatre and is at Seattle's Taproot Theatre on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can find out more at kbcs.fm. For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.